when we beat our children because we love them, I think it's we're confusing, we're, we're making them confused about what love really means because they're starting to associate love with pain. And you know, to each their own, but you know, I think there is a lot to say about the way in which violence is so readily used when it comes to children. Welcome to Miscellaneous Thoughts, the podcast where we talk about religion, politics, and all that jazz. In this episode, we're going to talk about Bell Hook's book, All About Love. Um, and we're going to cover three chapters. Um, the chapter on clarity, on justice, and honesty. And of course, in the last chapter, we're going to talk about why do women lie? Like, why, why, why are women lying? Like, we didn't know. Why are they lying for? Um, but yeah, let's, let's get into this episode. So in the first chapter, it was mainly focused on us coming up with a working definition of love. Many times we tend to use the word love very frivolously, like, oh my gosh, I I love coffee, or you know, I love Starbucks, or I love this, or I love that. And we use the word love very loosely to the point in which I think to many people the word love has no 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 weight to it, no value to it, because it's like, okay, if you use the if you use the word love to describe everything that you like, it's like, then what does love even really mean? But you know, Bell Hooks kind of encourages us to think about love as being very intentional, very laborious, very selfless, very action action oriented. And she said that love, and I quote, is a combination of care, commitment, knowledge, responsibility, respect, and trust. And I think it was very important for her to take the time to define love because not only is the book about love, but I think trying to have a discussion around love without defining what it is properly makes no sense. And so I think, you know, when we're able to define love, we're able to to use it in a way, use the word in a way that makes sense, but we're also able to show love in a healthy way. Because you can't like it's it's hard for you to, to for you to express something when you can't even define it. Like how can you show me that you love me when you don't even know what love really is? And knowing what love is helps us to know what love isn't. Like love isn't abusive. And we're gonna talk about love and abuse in the next chapter that she she covered in the book. But knowing what love is helps us know what love isn't and the more that we're able to really understand love for what it is, we're able to know what to tolerate and what not to tolerate from those who try to love us in ways that, that don't feel right to us. Okay, so let's go on to chapter two. So in chapter two, she talked about justice. And she kind of opened this chapter by talking about the way her parents used, used to discipline her and her siblings as children and how she questioned, you know, why harsh why harsh punishment was synonymous with love like you know they they would say like you know i'm beating you i'm spanking you because i love you it's all out of love this is hurting me more than it's hurting you and it's like listen i'm the one feeling the pain not you and i think when we beat our children because we love them i think it's we're confusing, we're making them confused about what love really means because they're starting to associate love with pain. Oh, my mom is beating me because she loves me. So that means that if I'm not being beat, if I'm not being physically abused or touched like that, that means that I'm not being loved. And I think that's a very messed up way of viewing love. Another point that was made was that there can be no love without justice. 
And that's just like, that was, I was just like, whoa. Because um, it's so true. Like, when we talk about what love really is, like, it's about really loving, it's about caring for someone, respecting them, um, really caring for their needs and caring for your needs in a way that is healthy and productive. And, you know, you can't love someone without really understanding what it means to be fair and be just. And in this conversation, she brought up the rights of children. I think, I think the right, this is a whole different thing right now, but I'm going to just, I'm going to engage in this little tangent. I, I think that sometimes as adults, we sometimes forget that children have rights. They, they have the right to say no. They have the right to disagree with what we think is right. And, you know, children don't know a lot. They don't know much. And of course, we have to kind of guide them. But children should be taught from a very young age to be able to have boundaries, to have boundaries for themselves, to know, you know, the power of no, because, you know, those are important things to know growing up. I think teaching children consent is a vital aspect of teaching them how to respect themselves and respect others. We hear about stories all the time, or, you know, maybe you you know about this in your own family. Um, Maybe at one point you were kind of forced to go hug someone you you didn't like in your family. A lot of times, young girls, um, this is kind of um, a trigger warning, kind of tied into a lot of sexual abuse and sexual trauma with young girls um, and even young boys as well. You know, but parents will sometimes say, oh, go hug your uncle, you know, go sit in your uncle's lap or whatever. And it's like, Sometimes children, they can kind of sense that something is wrong. And when they say, you know what, I don't want to hug my weird uncle, we should respect that. We should respect the fact that, you know, they don't like that family member. They don't want to be around that person because maybe they know something that we don't know. And it goes back to just really teaching teaching children about boundaries. Like, you can say no. You You can say no. Of course, there might be consequences to your no. But, you know, as a child, you can say no. You can disagree. You can have, you have a voice. You have you can use your voice to say what you want and what you don't want. And so, and I, I just, I, I really hate that physical abuse, corporal punishment is, is so widely used to discipline children. I feel like it's a practice that should be abolished. And I know some people would say like, you know, like, well, some children are very hard to parent. And I totally believe that. But I don't think that beating your children should be the first option. I think it should be the last last resort. You know, if after you've tried to gentle parent, I know that gentle parenting is this new thing um, with parents where they kind of try to, I think, rationalize with the children. They try to show them love and affection and to um, show them discipline without Beating, beating them or um, shaming them in any way. But I personally do not want to raise my children. I don't want to raise them in a home where physical physical punishment is all that they know. And, you know, to each their own, but, you know, I think there is a lot to say about the way in which violence is so readily used when it comes to children and how harmful it, it really is. Some people say, like, well, I was punished or beat as a child and I turned out fine and it's like did you really turn out fine though like, let's be honest for ourselves like right now you're you know you're literally 
you you okay we're not against that but you know i just don't think that physical physical punishment should be the main source of discipline for children i i think that also when it comes back to defining love children want to be loved and i think sometimes even through the abuse they many times they still want to have a relationship with their abuser if their abuser is their parents or their caregiver they still want to they will still want that contact with them because it's like, you know, that's that's their parents, that's their caregiver. And it's, it's important to be able to teach children that love, abuse is not love, love is not abuse. So that, you know, when they do get older and when they do kind of have children of their own, they're able to recognize love for what it is. And they're able to raise families that know genuine love for what it is. So I think that's just really, really important. And the last chapter that I'm going to talk about in this episode is on honesty. I think that we kind of lie out of habit. Like we, we lie almost, um, instinctually. Like someone says, oh, how are you doing? You say, oh, I'm doing good. When you know that you're actually not doing good. Like literally like, you're like one bad thing away from just having a mental breakdown in front of everyone. Like, you're just, you're not doing good at all. But, you know, we just say, oh, yeah, I'm doing well. How are you? And it's like, it's just so common to just lie. Um, and I think many times it's because we don't want to, we don't want to burn people with our problems, with our issues. Like, if if every time someone said, how are you doing? And I said, you know what, actually, I'm doing terrible. I'm overwhelmed. I'm stressed out. I just, I am on the brink of just, I don't know, like, losing it right now. I think people around me would be very depressed. Like, they wouldn't want to ask me those questions anymore because I, I think they're not ready for that type of honesty. You know, they want me to say, oh, I'm doing good. They want they want me to just kind of say, oh, yeah, I'm doing good. How about you? Like, they want that type of, like, lightness to a conversation. Another point that was brought up in this chapter was how gender the concept of honesty can be. I never really thought about it that way, but I was like, oh, she got... Miss Bell Hooks got a point in this. She got, she got a little point. She got a... But she was saying that like the way in we the way in which we sometimes we're sometimes taught honesty can make it seem as though to be honest is to be weak, it's to be soft. You know, and if you're being honest, if you're being soft, you're sharing your feelings, you're being vulnerable, you're being emotional, and you know, men are not vulnerable, men are not gonna be honest with their feelings, men shouldn't be honest with their feelings. You kind of promote this narrative that really forces people in, in a place in which they're they're allowed to be dishonest with themselves and others. And for some men, they refuse to ask what they need because they think it's feminine. Asking for love is too feminine. It's too soft. They refuse to admit that I need love from them or I need this or I need that from my spouse or from my partner. And it's because they see honesty as being feminine. To be honest is to emasculate yourself. It's interesting because I think Sometimes women use lying to manipulate men and they sometimes lie to to strike, to strike, to stroke men's ego. Women lie to to feign neediness. In a traditional relationship where, where we have men that are providers and the head of the household, and we have women that are generally taught to be to be more willing to serve the men. I think those type of structures do kind of promote situations where it's like, oh, honey, I need you to do this for me. Or, you know, can you do this for me? And it, it promotes its sort of submissiveness that feeds into this honesty that women sometimes 
espouse. And so it's it's kind of the dynamics of that kind of play out in a very strange way. But men don't want to feel as though they have the ability to provide for their families. A woman saying like, you know what, actually, I don't, I don't need you to work. You know, you can stay at home with children. I'll work. It makes them feel as though they're not the man of the household. And so I think for some, for some women, they lie. They say, you know, you know what, you do this, you do that. They, they do it because they want their male partners to feel as though that they, they can't, they can't be the man they want to be. And I just want to chime in at this point. Um, this is like post editing me and just say that I am in not, not in any way bashing traditional relationships. I might find myself in a traditional relationship in the future. If I'm being honest with myself. Um, but I, I do think that that sometimes in these types of relationships, I think both men and women are kind of placed in a predicament where they're they're kind of um they're kind of pushed to play a certain role in that relationship. And I think there are times where dishonesty can arise um, as a means of trying to make sure those roles are distinctly distinctly played, if that makes sense. When we lie, we, we lose our sense of self. We get caught up in the fallacies and a sense, a sense of authenticity is lost. You know, I remember reading somewhere that the older we get, the more we're trying to regain our authentic self. Like we're trying to get back to who we were before we were first, we were forced to to um to be what society wants to be. To we were forced to really lose our sense of self, and so I think with dishonesty comes a loss of self that many people don't seem to recognize until it's too late. You don't know who you are because you're always lying. Like you've lost any sense of what's right and wrong because you're always lying. And there was this greeting card that she said, she being bell hooks, that said, when men start sharing their feelings, women will be sorry. And I thought about it and I was like, dang, that's kind of true. That is kind of true because. I I don't think a lot of women are ready for the level of vulnerability that they say they want from men. And I kind of talked about this in the episode I did with Allende called um do do we need do we really need vulnerable men? And I think we're still in a place where we where we view vulnerability as being weak. Um especially we we view vulnerability as being weak in men. I think sometimes women hear what they want to hear. But if men were to be honest with their feelings, I think that would be like, I think women would be really just, they would lose their minds because I we're so, we're so used to men just really keeping, keeping it all in and not really sharing how they're feeling. And we're so used to them really just kind of telling us what, what we want to hear. And so I think deep, deep inside, like we want, we want honesty, we want vulnerability, but like we want, we want some honesty, some vulnerability. We don't want, we don't want it all because Quite frankly, I don't, I don't think we can handle it all. And I was telling one of my friends this, um, and kind of, I, I was just talking about like F boys and how, you know, a lot of times these guys, they, they play with these girls' hearts or whatever, and they break their hearts, and it's like, oh my gosh, poor girl, da da da. But there are, there are I want to say many, but there are a good amount of situations where 
these boys or these men, they tell women like, hey, you know what? I'm not ready for a relationship right now. I only want to kick it with you or whatever. I only want to hang out with you. And, you know, women play into the fact that that the men only want them want them for whatever it is when they know they want more. And back of their mind, they're expecting more. They're expecting a relationship. They're expecting the guy to really date them, to court them, whatever it is. And it's like, it's dishonest. It's, just, it's us being, as women, it's us being dishonest with ourselves. Like, if you want more, get more. Don't solve what, whatever breadcrumbs you're being given. Like, And then, when, of course, when the guy does this or that, you're like, oh, my gosh, why did, why did he cheat on me? Why did he break my heart? And it's like, first of all, from the very beginning, he told you he didn't want to be in a relationship with you. So y'all was, y'all, y'all was never a thing, first of all. Y'all was never a thing. But you tricked yourself into believing that y'all was in a relationship. And now that he cheated on you, which technically didn't cheat on you, you're mad. And it's like, no, it's you. It's, it is you, okay? You heard what you wanted to hear. You believe what you wanted to believe. And now you're sad. Now your heart's broken. Now you're mad. And so I think, listen, as women, we need to be honest with ourselves. We need to be honest with ourselves because we sometimes we hear we hear what we want to hear and we we see some we see people for what they can be instead of what they are and that's a big problem. When someone says, "You know what? This is what I want from you. This is what I want in this relationship." We have to believe them. We have we have to take them at take them for what they are instead of trying to take them for what they can be because that never works out. That never ever works out. Bell hooks said lies may make people feel better, but they do not help them to help them to know love. And that's it, you know. Honesty might hurt, but at the end of the day, you know, I think by being honest, we allow people to be autonomous beings. We allow them to free them to make the choices that are best for them. Sure, you know, maybe honesty might make them not want us in their lives anymore, but I would rather someone know the honest truth and make a decision based on the honest truth than to make a decision based on the lie I've told them, you know. I'm going to tell you, and honestly, it doesn't have to be brutal. It doesn't have to be be me literally trying to belittle you or bully you or whatever. It can just be me saying, you know what, honestly, right now, I don't really like this. I don't like that. And you know what? You can do whatever you want to do with that information. Like, I'm telling you how I feel. And if you want to, if you want to distance yourself from me, so be it. But like, I'd rather you I'd rather you know what you know than for me to kind of lie to you and for you to think, you know, that you're making a smart decision. But in actuality, you're just acting on a lie. Like you're you're acting on a lie that you don't know is a lie. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate and follow this podcast on wherever you listen to podcasts. And I'll see you guys next time.